Hi, this is Jay Ossing from Twin Peaks The Return. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. So it's 5.04 p.m. Um, May 25th. We are here at Stillwater Spirits and Sounds in Dana Point. We're playing tonight, 9 p.m. The Outlet Crew is here. I had a conversation with the with the Uber driver on the way to Phil's. Phil's usually uh, drives me up to the shows after the Uber driver takes me there. And we had a great conversation. I tried to record it. It recorded five seconds of it. So I figured, what the heck, I'll, I'll just save it. It was probably about a 10-minute conversation. It turns out that the Uber driver, this is his part-time job, and he just started doing this. This is the first day of summer, apparently. Remember in the olden days, June, June, July, August, there was like three months of summer when I was growing up. I don't know if that has changed. I'm going to take care of the first beer. Oh, thank you. I think that's... Wait, is this, is this not on the tab? No, it is. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. I, no, I'm going to take care of this first. Oh. So I'm going to put it on the tab. Oh. I think the menu's done. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm reveling out. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, we bring all this revenue to these these uh, clubs and these restaurants. We bring in all this revenue to these guys, and some places give us a, a band tab, which is awesome. We get, you know, we can basically eat and drink what we want because um, it's kind of a it's a trade off. It's a it's a you know bartering system. And uh, all the employees love us, all the, you know, they all love us. And they see the, you know, they see the importance here. And so uh, other places, other places they have us, like for instance, Stillwater, that we have a, a set amount of items that we can get, only certain items that can be on the, on the band tab. So... It's interesting. Every 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 place you go to, it's a little different. It's really crazy once you start once you start becoming the entertainment that people want to have around. It's interesting how t- attitudes can shift. You know the value that they look at you in. They look at you with a different value system than when they first met you. For instance, I guess. I guess this happens with anything, anybody you meet, any um, music you listen to, you know, what have you. It's going to change in its value as you you get to be more familiar with it in some instances, I think. So when Yachtly Crew comes in and they make $11,000 in sales, they go, wow. We like having these guys here. We like this a lot. We pay tonight's rent, and all the servers go home being able to pay off debts. <laughs> it's interesting. It's really interesting. Really interesting how it all works. Viper Room. That's a place that loves us. They love us. Whatever we want. Discovery Ventura, that's another place. Whatever we want, 
it's it's um, it's intriguing. It's really intriguing how it all works out. So we're playing tonight, and uh, we love playing here. The, the the crowds are great. The vibes are great. People dress up in their in their suits. They dress up in their suits. They're so happy. They're so excited. They uh, they show up and they show up. It's a lot of the same people. A lot of different people who live far away from here. They're willing to make the three-hour drive. Dana Point, depending on where you live, Dana Point is either near or far. I guess like any place. I guess like any place. Sports, sports, weather, and news. Those are the three main things that um, the Matrix gives people to talk about. It's like a ready-made TV dinner. There it is. Uh, in the olden days, can you imagine the great conversations they must have had? All the philosophy, all the philosophical conversations... And storytellers. That's what you had back then. For your entertainment, you had the stars. You had you had the stars. You had other people. You had the campfires. You had the oceans. You had the landscape, Mother Nature. That was your entertainment. Other people. The stories they told. The stories they shared. Can you imagine all those stories that were told about all these different people, Billy the Kid or Jesse James, any of those guys? How many of those stories are actually truly true? How many of them are actually really truly truly true? How many of them are right on the money? And how many are embellished? Every story is embellished. And the farther away it gets from the epicenter of when it first happened, it get the the amplification of that of that embellishment increases, increases, increases through every time it's told there's another little extra something that's given to it so I'm curious when these cowboys back in the day when they first started realizing the power of the storytelling and how how they could alter things, I mean Imagine if they... Okay, so imagine if you want to make it sound like you're this badass cowboy and there are all these legends about you. What you do is you introduce yourself as someone different and you make up this rumor of this particular cowboy that's out there. You just talk about him, talk about him, talk about him. A, 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 a mythical cowboy. That might be an interesting movie right there. The cowboy that didn't exist... It just was a story that was made up by a bunch of campfire um, campfire brainstorms. These guys sitting around drinking whiskey, they're coming up with this idea for this, this, this infamous cowboy 
So in a sense, it's kind of like the I Libertine thing that Gene Shepard did. And you could really, really get the juices going with something like that. Because people are not expecting to... They're not expecting to hear information that is false. They're not expecting to hear information that is manufactured and embellished upon. They have no reason to believe that it's fake. Especially if they have no reference for something like that. Especially if, let's say, if they don't have money to buy the newspapers back in the day. You want another? Huh? Oh, yes, please. Thank you. So imagine all those possibilities. That's why it's so suspect when you hear about the stories of the Bible and stuff like that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, when you hear stories from the biblical times and the Roman times and heck, any of those times, any of those times, because all those stories were relied on with people talking about those stories, people um, recycling those stories. So, if you got a bunch of people sitting around a campfire, and let's say if they're especially if they're nomads, they're travelers. So let's say you go from, let's say you go from east to west. You go across that country, all across the west, up and down the west. Because they say the old west was when there was it was like uncharted territory. You go out there, bam, you start telling the stories right away. If you're one of the people who arrives there, for instance, you're a pioneer. People coming in, the settlers, they don't have any frame of reference for what you've already got set up there. They have no idea. They have no frame of reference. So. As they show up, you're telling them this stuff. That's how these legends, that's how these these myths can be perpetuated because, you know, you get there, you, you, you set up camp, you find this place, you pioneer your way in there, and then anybody else who's going to come out there and settle, you've already got these stories. I mean, you can, embellish, you can invent so much. And then when they come in, you tell them these stories, and all of a sudden they have no other thing to believe but what you've just told them. They have no, you know, they have no other idea than, than, than what the people are telling them. So you could tell them that there's some creature that lives out in the woods. You can tell them that there's some kind of goblins, you know, living in the caves. You, 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 you can do that as people, as settlers are moving in. So you started from the ground up. Now all of a sudden these legends and all these myths and all this stuff is perpetuated through every townsperson who is there. It's like the movie The Village, if you've ever seen the movie The Village, which is a really, just a brilliant idea. This idea of these people wanting to start a brand new life, a brand new life, a pure life, pure life. They want to just start all over. So they start, you know, they bring up the kids in this, in this world, and everybody thinks they're living in the, you know, whenever, the Amish days, for instance, days with Quakers, when girls would wear bonnets and all that. Little House in the Prairie type stuff. And everyone in the town, they're using their horses, they're using their um, wheelbarrows, they're using uh, uh, pump, pump things for the wells. Um, they're catching their fish, they're living off the land. And that's why these people got together. They wanted to start over, blank slate, brand new. They'd all dealt with tragedy in their lives. And they wanted to put that all behind them and just start brand new. So 
if you kind of imagine that sort of like a, it's like it's like a, a theme park kind of idea. So you have something like Disneyland, which is based on all these characters, all these creations that came out of someone's imagination, and then all of a sudden they they become they manifest into this reality where you could go to this land, and there you see these these characters that were at one point two dimensional. Now they're walking around in front of you. Now you're shaking their hand. Now you're getting photos with them with the kids. So imagine that these people, in a sense, building a land, which is you know, turning back the time to simpler days, and then everybody in that town who's born, uh, let's say you got twenty-year-olds in that town. Okay, so imagine for twenty years, let's say these people got together and they decided to make this town when they were twenty-something years old. They decided to do this, start with over, have kids, bam, the kids grow up. You got them living around in there, and they're thinking that this is how it is. There are monsters living in the woods. That this is this is how it is, you know. So they don't they don't venture beyond that border to see what the real what's really going on out there. And it's intriguing when you think about that. So if you take that analogy, like that movie, The Village. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Check it out. Um check it out so imagine that happening we turn back the hands of time way way long ago way long ago those first settlers those first people going out there that's how you got these like for instance you go over to Europe and you see all these countries you see all these countries and they're tiny tiny little countries you can fit these tiny little tiny little countries into one California you could fit you know, most of Europe just into California. <laughs> you just squeeze it on in there. And what's so intriguing about this is that each of these places, each of these countries have they have their own traditions, they have their own songs, they have their own languages, they got their own dances, they got their own ways of uh, weaving quilts, their own ways of plowing the fields, their own ways of building the houses, their, their, their own particular specific way of doing this stuff. And you know, all those legends there. Imagine all the folklore in some of these places. And that folklore could stretch back who knows how many years. And it's something that's just invented by, for instance, maybe some of the people who are living living there. They want to spice up life a little bit. They want to make things a little bit exciting. I mean, especially, what the heck, especially if, you know, you're... I think that's that's part of life growing up is the idea of entertainment, the idea of wanting to entertain yourself, of entertaining the community, people laughing together, people dreaming up fantastical stories, telling each other these stories. And like when you stretch back to the medieval times, you got the minstrels, you got the bards, you got the people who are telling the stories, they're traveling around playing their music, they're telling the stories of these kings and queens and what happened throughout you know, with these great warriors and all that. So now that gets pe- perpetuated again. And so these myths and these ideas get into these people's brains and they keep perpetuating it, perpetuating it. Now, when you take, okay, when you take that idea and then you couple it together with the idea of manifest manifestation of reality, where you're manifesting your own reality, what's interesting in that situation is that So let's say, for instance, something that's a story that's made up, that's invented by these people who are living in this town. They have this particular creature that they've invented out of their brains. 
kept perpetuating out of their imaginations. When we couple that with the idea of a manifestation of reality, <clears throat> what what this says here, what this basically allows for, is the idea that even if that creature, in a sense, n- didn't truly exist as a physical being, that creature did still truly actually exist. And, in addition to that, these people who are thinking and talking and, and, and philosophizing about these particular invented creatures, what happens then, oh, thank you, is that now it allows for the possibility of it to actually, actually truly manifest into reality. So we'll talk more later about this. One of the elements, uh, one of many elements that are included with this experience tonight is the 311 cruisers who showed up. What was your question? Oh. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. This is Corrado Projecto. This is Tommy Bowie. Do you have a set list question? I think, oh. I wanted to ask you if you had a set list. I do. I have one down here. Thank you. Oh, you do? Okay. So this extra one is just here, hanging out. Sure, it's yours. You what, do you think, what do you think about these new lights? They're pretty uh, pretty crazy. You kind of get in your way a little bit, but your way, yeah. not mine. But. Yeah, some of them are in my way. But have you seen the uh, have you seen the the um, the patterns? Like this one was making some really good patterns earlier. The patterns? Some yeah. good patterns? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It making some really good patterns. Some good patterns. They almost kind of looked like uh, spider webs. Oh. I'm walking in the spider webs. Leave a message and I'll call you back. <laughs> right. I don't know it's what a, key that was in. That was in a random key. That's hey, a good one. Safety meeting. Ladies and gentlemen, we will talk to you more later about tonight's Yachtly Crew show. Let me uh, paint a picture for you. I'm on a bus. It's raining cold. Approaching 1830 John F. Moments ago, and I'd really love it if this thing would choose to recreate the most is a surreal moment. It was talking about the stops. And it said something about it was like it was like Next, 7th and King. <laughs> it had a very interesting... <laughs> it had a very, very interesting <laughs> lilt, if you will. Or if you wilt. It had a very in, inter, interesting, interesting lilt, if you wilt. It had a very interesting lilt, if you wilt. Coming back from hanging out with Mike, we had a great meeting today. He's got some ideas with uh, Domino IFF. So if you guys get a chance, go check it out. Domino dot IFF. No, Domino. No, yeah, Domino IFF dot com. What that is is the. Domino Interactive. John S. Gibson and Harry Bridges. (laughs) My brain got hacked. (laughs) Pardon me. 
pardon me, my brain got hacked. My brain will be back online after these. So we hung out. Go to dominoiff.com. Check it out. Y'all. Check it out. Y'all. Check it out. Y'all. taking a photo of me in the let's see what we can do here let's try something let's see what we can do here i'm gonna try to record on instagram while i'm doing this watch approaching harry bridges and they view who can it be now, who can it be now? Who can it be in that camera with a camera? Who can it be? Here's your fun fact the blinking light at the top of the Capitol Records Tower spells out the word Hollywood in Morse code and it has done so since the building's opening in 1956. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. Oh my gosh, look at this. Seals. Seals and sea lions. Yeah. Oh my god, look at those guys. So all the ones that wash up on the beach or injured or whatever, all the way from Oxnard to San Clemente, all come here. Oh my god. God, this is amazing. Hi, guys. Yeah. Oh, they look like little kitties. They got those whiskers. They're so cute. Aren't they cute? Oh, my gosh. Look at those guys. They're just floating, just hanging out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Isn't this cool? Wow. I love this place. Look at these guys. Sometimes I'll just come over here and just come and watch them for hours. Hi. Yeah. Hey there. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, tell, tell us more. Tell us more. What else you got? That is great. Wow, look at all the elephant seals they have right now. Wow, wow, elephant seals. Yeah, usually we only have a couple of them. Morunga angostirostris. Wow. What they do, they nurse them back to health and they re reintroduce them to the ocean. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love this place. This is my, my favorite place in San Pedro. <laughs> I can see why. Man, this is this is so comforting. I mean, just to see these guys hanging out and... Then this is the transition pool. Wow. How did you get in there, bird? Look at that bird. Look, what's he doing there? He's looking for fish. I never seen a bird in there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, he's just sitting there staring at these guys. 
But th this is the well tank. This is where they're they're ready to be transitioned back into. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So these are the ones. This is the last step. Last step. Yeah. These are the ones that are all rehabbed. They're ready to go oh, back. Oh, that's ocean. great. Yeah. Oh my God. Isn't that great? Someone's over there snoring. They won't let us see in there anymore, but this is the intensive care area. Oh. This is where they're really bad. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh, no, they're kind of growling at each bad. other. Yeah. But they're... I love being here. This is my favorite place. They don't have their boxes out. Damn, let's put a dollar in there. <laughs> Look at these cream, guys. Ice cream cases of bleach and stuff when you have the kids. They're like, hey guys again, yeah, here's some bleach. All right, we love having you. The ble what, what's the bleach for? Uh, disinfect. Oh, these gotcha. Disinfect things. And they're always looking for like bleach and, and like, and yeah, look at him. I've never seen these it. creatures before. No? Aren't they great? They're just fantastic. Oh my gosh, they are. Yeah. Yeah, I, the elephant seals are my favorite. Wow. Yeah, we had this one one time. He just came up right up here, put his fins up on the bricks, just sat there watching us. Oh, my gosh. He was, like, the greatest thing. He had the, the most beautiful eyes. What's the name of this place again? The Marine Mammal Recovery Center. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, usually this <laughs> cage over here is where they... Look at that guy. Yeah, look are, at you waving 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 are you, you. waving to us? Are you waving? Hi, uh, how you doing? Look at, look how he's like, yeah. he's all scrunching up. Hi, yeah. hey yes. there. <laughs> That's cute. I've never seen. Him oh do my that gosh, it's like a cat. It's mm -hmm. look at that. His little hand, the way he's moving it. <laughs> oh gosh, so cute. I just want to cuddle that little creature. Yeah, aren't they cute? I love this place. <laughs> Wow. They usually put the, uh, right there's the, uh, shark bite victim. Right oh. Yeah, right. So, yeah, this is the Marine Mammal Recovery Center. Wow. Yeah, care center. And they don't this place is great. Yeah. Isn't this great? I love it here. My favorite place. I love this. Today's patient count, 42 Ellie's, elephant seals, 44 sea lions, 5 harbor seals, and they go, 91. Wow. 91. Wow. What a cool. This is great, man. Yeah. So this, 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 is this uh, uh, like a nonprofit uh, non charity kind of? Nonprofit. They uh, strictly donations, and they never get enough money. Never. Oh, man. We got to factor them into. I try. I the, try to give Into them. the Domino oh, IFF. Yeah. You know, like, oh, get, that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. I think we should do a, a thing for for the uh, Domino IFF. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure they probably have oh, yeah. um, uh, some kind of videos of what goes on here, you know? That's cool for taking me out there. So, anyway. My friend uh, Krista Baker just recently wrote on Facebook that uh, she was at jury duty and they called her up. Or they, they, you know, they called the numbers or whatever for who was going to go in there. And she, she exclaimed loudly, shit. And she didn't realize how loud she said it. And she's like, shit, you know. And then, uh, 
everyone just started laughing, and uh, so I was sitting here thinking, okay, so jury duty, they'll kick you out if you happen to know one of the people who is up there, who's, you know, who's up on the stand, and they're, uh, you know, because they don't want you to be in their favor, and so... Um, I was thinking how funny that would be. You get called for jury duty and you pretend that you know the judge. You're like, you're waving to the judge. <laughs> like, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, they're like, how do you know him? I'm like, oh my God, that's the judge. We had a great talk at the, uh, at the uh, Christmas party. Hey, everybody. Gather around. Want to hear the Inspirato hotline number? Yeah. All right. Goes a little bit like this. Five six one two zero three nine one seven niner. Five six one two zero three nine one seven niner. Say, I got an idea. How about you try it? Sounds great. Okay, here we go. Five six one two. That sounds great. Five, six, one, two, zero, three, nine, one, seven, nine, That sounds awesome. Five, six, one, two, zero, three, nine, one, seven, nine, How you doing, my brother? Appreciate that jingle, man. Really like that song, man. Really appreciate it. Hope you're having a good day. Blessed life. Hope everything going good, man. Let me ask you something. Why are humans so fascinated by old things? Lore in Star Trek. In Search of Immortality. That was a movie that was just released a couple of years ago, actually, about Salvador Dali. Hello, it's Maria, and um, I'm listening to your little ramble about Dali and Disney. Fascinating stuff. I haven't thought about Salvador Dali in a long time. He's one of my favorites. Wow. There is so much of his art in Spain, as you can imagine. I remember really, really getting into Dolly stuff when I was in Spain. Anyway, I'll talk to you another time. Bye. I have got to say those are those are some incredible messages. Inspirato Hotline, ladies and gentlemen, five six one two zero three nine one seven nine er. We had Clayton Hill there. Thank you so much, Clayton, for calling in, man. This is so cool when people participate. I love this. I love this. This is the whole, this is the collaboration aspect. Man, there is just something so delicious about that, man. It's like word jazz, isn't it? Then we had man behind the machine. Why are people obsessed with old things? I would say that if you walk into an antique store, it's almost, it's the closest thing besides listening to old music. Like I like, I love listening to 1920s. There's a 1920s radio uh, network that you can listen to, W-O-R it's called, and these guys, oh, they play these old, 
these old songs. And in fact, I, always, I, I usually play it before uh, on K-Chung. If you listen to any of the K-Chung episodes, you'll usually hear that 1920s radio network playing on there. And it transports me back to a day. You know, it's been said that if you have a familiarity with some kind of thing, some people really gravitate towards the 60s. Some people really gra- gravitate towards, you know, the 1980s uh, new wave era. Some people really gravitate towards... Heck, all kinds of things, all kinds of things. I really like the vaudeville era, and so I think when you when you smell something, when you when you smell a certain perfume, it brings you back. That's a time machine. It brings you back to that time. Um, seeing the like walking through these antique bookstores, and I see an old yearbook, and I go, "Holy cow! These people were ripe." with life at that time. It reminds me so much of the Carpe Diem speech in Dead Poet Society, which is part of the reason, one of the many reasons why I absolutely love that movie. But they look up at all those pictures of all these people who have gone gone into the ether, you know, and or maybe even possibly barely just hanging on. And you see these photos of them as these young kids back when they were the ages of those kids currently looking at those photos. And they all had hopes and dreams just like those kids did. They all had all these huge futures thinking about them. And I think that was one of the big things that really started making me think. Once I saw that movie, it really started making me think about that idea of that regret, you know, that there's going to be a future version of me laying somewhere in a deathbed. And do, do I want to give him regrets or not? That movie had a lot to do with that 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 philosophy and that idea. Now, Maria Humphreys from Strong Body, Strong Soul podcast, those of you... Um, well, first of all, I want to say, Man Behind the Machine, thank you so much for, for uh, calling up and asking about that. Thank you so much for your collaboration. And everybody, you got to go listen to his podcast, too, just like uh, Clayton Hill. Each of these people have their own particular, very specific perspective and fun world that they are each building. Maria Humphreys on Strong Body, Strong Soul is one of, it's it's very motivational-centered, very spiritual it gets you to to focus on you know becoming the best version of yourself, and she asked me to send her a theme song. She said, "Hey, would you mind?" And I said, "Holy moly, are you kidding me? This is an honor." So, I made her a theme song. I th- I, I like to make theme songs, and also every once in a while, the uh, some of my uh, celebrity friends will will say things on uh, podcasts. So, if you would like to collaborate with me. You can call up 561-203-9179. Now, Maria, I am blown away that this movie, I didn't even know. I didn't know that this was existing here. I'm going to play the trailer. Salvador Dali, in search search of immortality. All right, hold on. We've got a, we've got a, uh, an ad here. So we're just going to let that play. I had no idea that this movie existed. I absolutely love stuff that has to do with Salvador Dali. And the fact that they made a movie about this guy is really, really kick-ass. Really kick-ass. That's one of my dreams is to play Salvador Dali in a movie someday. All right, let's check out this thing. Here we go. Let's check it out. Tell me this. Uh, what do you think will happen to you when you die? My children don't believe in my death. You will not die? No, no believe in general in the death, but in the death of Dali, absolutely not. 
Cierto es el oro que fundamenta mi éxito de hoy y alimenta mi genio eterno. April 17th, 2018. Holy moly. That came out almost a year ago, basically. Wow. Klimt. What? Wait, what? Klimt and Schlee? They're, are you kidding me? Klimt and Schlee, this is crazy. The Wisniewskis, they, they loved... They, uh, Klimt and Schlee, they love this guy. They love this guy. They love both of these guys. These guys are phenomenal painters. This is a movie about these guys. Hold on, we're going to play this trailer for you, too. This is crazy. Klimt and Schlee. This, this is nuts. Here we go. Vienna, all'inizio del XX secolo, era molto conservatrice. Gustav Klimt era un tipo strano. Era un rivoluzionario. Egon Schiele è stato classificato per decenni come uno dei maggiori artisti erotici. La donna non è più passiva, ma emerge. Desideri, pulsioni, nevrosi sono intollerabili, oscene. L'ho baciata la tua bocca. C'era un sapore amaro sulle labbra. Era il sapore del sangue. A ciascuna epoca la propria verità e all'arte la sua libertà. Fa un grande effetto vedere l'artista esporsi così. Mostrano il lato oscuro e le molte dimensioni della condizione umana. Nessuna arte al mondo si è occupata così tanto dei sentimenti dell'uomo. Sheel, Sheel, not Schlee. Schlee is my buddy Mike, Mike Schlee's name. <laughs> Schlee. Uh, yeah, there we go. Astounding. I'm so happy that this stuff is happening. More, more. I think, you know what? I'm seeing, I think this is what, this is my, this is what I'm, uh, this is what I'm imagining right here. There's going to be, I sense a big, Turning back inwards towards the Renaissance, looking back in towards the painters, there's going to be a big painting Renaissance coming up. Handmade type of stuff. People getting more into real life stuff. More people reading handmade books. Just more, more of that. That's my prediction. That's my prediction. Today is, uh, so it's 132. It's 528. 2019. I just got done dropping off a letter I sent off to Netflix. There's an address going around on t Twitter, and that address is actually, it's Netflix, but it's also for three people who are in charge of putting programming on, on that channel, on that network. So, 
They said, write these people. And it, I felt inspired. I, I thought, well, you know what? I got to write these people. I got to write these people right now. So you can actually see the journey. You can actually see. You can actually, you can actually witness the real deal. You can actually witness the actual uh, moment in time where I wrote the letter. And also where I sent the letter. So... It's documented, folks. What's fun is I tagged Netflix in it. So how fun would that be is if someone over there at Netflix... I just had this this fun idea in my brain that someone over there at Netflix is like... Uh, hey. Uh, this is we strange. Interesting. This is interesting. I, maybe I'll keep my eyes open for this letter from this madman. So, we shall see. We shall see. Wouldn't that be fun as if we ended up getting a, uh, a, uh, an Instagram reply from Netflix with someone there opening up the letter? That would be cool. There's uh, maybe an intern. An intern, someone there at the place, they decide... I'm going to open this thing. I'm going to open this thing. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's let's see what happens with this. And you know, and then they end up recording it, putting it up there. People end up being able to see it. It in, turns into an interesting. Uh, oh, you know, who knows? Like a like a volleyball game of sorts. Just this, just this back and forth of energy. Because maybe that, then. Then what I do then is I, uh, what would be something that could add on to that? Well, you know, maybe what I do is I record myself wa- watching their video. I see. Okay, this is how we keep the fractal going. I watch their video, and then we see, we see my reaction, and then that, in a sense, becomes my reaction to their reaction. And then... What? Intern? Netflix intern? Netflix intern sees that and says, well, I got to keep going with this. I'm not one to stop playing a game. So, it just goes and goes and goes. And it, as a result of that, that, of course, ends up opening up this big investigation. Everyone's wondering, huh? What is it about the tick that I need to pay attention to? Maybe I ought to be watching this. So then they end up going on to, let's say, I, I don't see. This is the thing. I don't know how long Amazon's going to keep season one and season two up there. I don't know how long that's going to happen. Because Amazon, as you know, is the company that had, well, has. Because if you go on Amazon Prime, you'll still see it there. Oh, here comes a guitarist, wandering guitarist. Sounds good. You never know who you're going to come across in these in these in these streets. You never know. You never never know. You never know. 
this is what I was imagining is in season three, who, who really knows what kind of amazing ideas that these guys have had for the tick? Who knows? But I tell you, if you watch that, uh, because they're bringing in, they, you know, they've got, obviously, they've got some characters from the original comic book. And so right now they're, you know, they're just kind of building a world, just brand new characters, but they're slowly bringing in other characters. My dream of choice, uh, of course, would to see would be to see them get Mickey Dolan's in there as character Chainsaw Vigilante. That would be awesome. I'm imagining it, it could be one of those things where, uh, like the old Batman 1966, you got these interesting, interesting cameos by people who might have been on TV shows like that. Let's say Burt Ward shows up on an episode playing, you know, playing some guy. You got uh, Lee Majors showing up playing some someone. Uh, maybe the guy who played the Flash, that original, the uh, not the original, but there's there's one I think in the '90s, the Flash. You have that guy show up, not necessarily dresses these characters, but just you know there they are. It's just a familiar face, a hint. So just like the old Batman 1966, it was great because. Like the Muppet Show, those became this interesting platform where so much surreality could happen at any time. You never knew what was hanging around the corner. And so when all of a sudden uh, Bette Midler shows up on a Muppet Show singing a song with uh, Rolf, <laughs> Rolf the pianist, <laughs> next thing you're, you're like, this is, this is, wow, she's on the show. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, there's a skit and there's, uh, there's uh, Steve Gutenberg. So they could do so much fun stuff with the tick. Who knows what kind of amazing things they've got planned. The thing that I love, that I really love about this, I was watching, uh, I was starting over from season one last night. I was re-watching season one. And uh, let's see, what episode was it? I saw like three or four episodes the dialogue is just so good. The dialogue is so good. It's all metaphors. The tick speaks in metaphors. It's incredible. It's incredible. They're just purely these characters. They are these characters. That's who they are. That's what they do. And they do it. <laughs> incredible. <clears throat> So, hashtag save the tick wherever you can. Hashtag lunatics, T-I-C-K-S. Hashtag lunatic army, T-I-C-K. Make, the, make, make folks aware. Make them aware of what's going on here. You know? Make, make them aware of what's going on. Because then the ideal thing is that, yeah, people lean in, they start going, what is, what, is this, what is this fascinating show? What is this show? Why didn't I know this existed? And now all of a sudden it's being uh, canceled? What? It's being canceled? It's being canceled? I just learned about this, this, this razzmatazz? And now you're going to cancel it on me? So, there are a lot of folks like that who are coming across this. And we'll continue to come across it. 
There's got to be some billionaire out there who really digs this kind of thing and is willing to just pay for more seasons. I've wondered about that. I've wondered about that. If I was a billionaire, I could imagine at one point I was a little kid. I can imagine at one point, you know, there's a time before I was a billionaire. And that there's entertainment that I grew up watching that I really enjoyed. And if, you know, if, let's say for instance, if there was my favorite comic and all of a sudden I hear it's being made into a movie. And you hear, oh, there's, there's having trouble with funding. Well, why wouldn't I jump to the rescue of that? Why wouldn't I? There's got to be someone out there. So I'm planning for that. I'm planning for that. Uh, my buddy Lawrence August, he does nutrition, private consultations for nutrition. And he recently met a billionaire. He had to go through all of these gates. He had to get searched. He had all this stuff. And he ended up consulting this, this billionaire guy. This orange billionaire. And uh, he said it was like Big Lebowski or something. Just these moments of... So, he... Yeah, he's just sitting there thinking, holy cow, this guy... Uh, has so much money he could sneeze and feed an entire third world country <laughs> wouldn't you want to be known as someone like that someone who has just the buttloads of money still coming in and you were able to help out an entire village you're able to you know, get them up and going, provide them water. It's just intriguing. Just intriguing. So yeah, my future billionaire self is uh, revising, reviving and revising, <laughs> uh, and remixing uh, oh, new, new episodes, new seasons, new seasons of The Tick. That is the, that is one of the Ideas and dreams and uh, imagined, imagined realities that, that shall come to pass because this is all just a memory in my future brain's brain. So these are all just hints as to what's to come. Spoiler alert.